Hello, my beautiful people. Good. Well, it's good morning for me. I've been up a few hours already. I'm finally getting into some rhythm this week. I don't know if it's if it's <laughs> the stress of everything that's going on, but I kind of like this getting up at three or four in the morning. You can get too much done by eight o'clock before the phone starts going off and the excitement of the day starts. So I I know I my last episode was about this situation with my ex-coach and I'm just going to give you an update and I apologize if I'm going to be repetitive, but I, I didn't listen to the last show before recording this. I'm just kind of giving you it's today's what is today? Today's Tuesday when I'm recording this and the shit went down with him on Sunday and that's when I recorded the first thing in the peak of my emotion. And I'm not going to apologize for that. Like I'm allowed to feel emotional. I'm allowed to feel hurt. I'm allowed to feel freaking screwed over. And I've sorted through some of the emotions and that's what I want to download to you now. And this is a big reason why I'm here, right? Like this show is hopefully to save you some some stress and pain and money and time and and whatever it is that I can try to give you to learn from. And there's a couple pieces of this. So if you didn't hear the last show, essentially I had to I run a I run a virtual assistant business with a business partner that's in the Philippines. And it started because I was surrounded with a bunch of entrepreneurs that needed help. They were dealing with overwhelm and they had very, very good missions, but maybe their background didn't support business activities or how to lead a team or what, you know, like what should they be delegating? How do they hire? You know, like that's, that was the problem I was trying to solve. My partner, on the other hand, was trying to help other VAs work from home. There's a lot of call centers in the Philippines, as you probably know, from, you know, just doing business and making phone calls and stuff. But she wanted to try to support everybody working from home. So we both have very heart-centered objectives, honestly. And it's important, I guess, to note, or, or just to give you the lay of the land, the fees that we were charging our clients were based on the Philippines. So essentially, I wasn't getting paid. I haven't gotten paid yet. I don't think I'll get paid in 2021. Actually, I won't get paid in 2021 because that's part of the commitment I gave to my clients when I had to raise the price just to cover the costs. And I did it the, you know, I did it the best I could. That was that was the conundrum the last, you know, week or so. I recorded a video on Saturday. It like broke my heart. And, and honestly, uh, the feedback that I got from both my partner and we actually kind of have, I don't, a partner is not the right word for him, but I pay a social media guy and he's been in the background helping us help our clients with the things that I, you know, I don't know everything about social, you know, especially Instagram. Gosh, I'm a little upset. I haven't figured out these reels yet. But anyway, and that's why I pay him. He has the expertise and that makes sense, right? So in the background, we've done a lot of things um, to try to 
cut costs, to find the best systems. I mean, we're only three months old, four months old. This, you know, we did our first public appearance in September. So we were, we were trying to put a baseline down maybe in August. So we kind of opened to the world in September. So there's a learning curve. And I knew that. And I, I was okay with that. I was trying to come up with solutions of upsells or higher profit items to sustain the low rates that we were charging the entrepreneurs. Because keep in mind, they're my friends too. And I'm going to talk about this friend and business thing because this is what's really, really pissing me off. Um, even if my friends, when I announced the price change, left, I would have understood that because it was a bigger expense to their business. No different than me having to raise the price of mine. And I would have been completely okay with that. Well, what essentially happened is... Uh, my ex-coach, okay, so I will continue to be grateful for going through his program and meeting him because I wouldn't have met my partner or the social guy if it hadn't been through that program. So I will continue to be grateful for that. Uh, it was, you know, essentially the best five grand that I ever spent because I got to meet some really good people. I got value out of the program a little, but he was, we've always been disconnected and he's mentioned that and, and I know what the problem is, or at least my perspective on the disconnect was I was not running my business the way he was coaching us to run our businesses and not for nothing. I got like over 10 years on him, maybe 15. I don't even know. I think closer to 15 or more. And I'm very experienced in business. Now, he's always been a frontline employee until coaching. And yeah, he's good at coaching. He, well, actually, what he's really good at is sales. So from the very beginning, he when he got on the sales call with me, I thought he wanted to help me. That was the impression he gave me. That was his sales knowledge and sales speak convincing me that he was going to help me and then I get into his program and his program is his agenda yeah he can help me if I do the things the way he wants which I wasn't willing to do I wasn't going to go out and coach people before I had all the resources and processes in place that that's not who I want to be until I did I would coach for free and I'm fine doing that there's a lot of amazing people that need what lives inside my brain so by the way, thank you for being an amazing person and I hope that I can contribute with whatever's in my brain. So this always had a little bit of a, you know, thing to it about week three or four when I realized he's not actually going to help me with my objectives, that it's just the, I, don't, I, I won't say his name, but it was, here, we'll call it Slippery Fish. That's kind of the lingo surrounding him. So it was the Slippery Fish show. And Slippery Fish wanted things done his way. And Slippery Fish wanted testimonials to say, oh, you know, I've been working for a client for four weeks and they've already made three grand, eight grand, 10 grand, right? Because that helps him get more clients. It's really all about him is what the frustration comes to. So Sunday, when I was not in a frame of mind because I was struggling with having to even make this announcement and this change, when he first messaged me looking for something else, things that 
would help him, of course. I told him I'm not up for being helpful today. I, I can't be helpful today. I don't want to be rude and ignore your message, but I'm not in a good headspace. And he kept pushing. And out of courtesy to him, knowing that it was coming, and you know he's referred people to us, I actually got on the phone with him and explained to him what was going down. And essentially, he wanted to stay locked into the price. Well, his price is what was destroying us because I was losing money for every hour that he built. And he doesn't understand because he doesn't understand the business piece, right? Like he's like, well, if you pay them X and you're charging me Y and there's a difference of $2 an hour, then you're making $2 profit. Okay, well, who's who's paying for, you know, like all the things? He doesn't even know what all the things are. And I didn't know. I knew some of the things. I knew the margin was slim in the first place, but I didn't know all the other things, the upgrades that we had to do to technology, to host, to be able to help our clients and, you know, all the things. So that's probably where I left off on Sunday, I'm guessing, when I recorded the last show. So now... I'm hoping by talking to you, because here's what's happened since Sunday. This is fucking consuming my brain. Like it's it's hurting my heart. It's hurting my mind. And it's not even, at first I thought it was maybe ego. Because he's like, yeah, I'm leaving. And I'm taking my VA with me. The VA that we trained and found and hired. Yeah, he has some investment time in it. And then to hide behind the facade of its business. And his logic was, well, it's not illegal for me to take her. I'm going to pay her more, so I'm going to take her. And he feels good about that. Slippery Fish feels good about that. That's why we're calling him Slippery Fish. Um, and here's, here's, here's the struggle. Yeah, from a black and white business-only perspective, and this is my learning curve, and this is where I want to save you. When I was losing money, I was willing to try to find other solutions in the background. I even met him on my my trip and went into hanging out with him with the strategy to ask him for help about the money in a very politically correct way. I was like, hey, I'm struggling with this. What are your thoughts? You know, and I let him, I played into his ego, trying to get him to coach and, and see that there was a problem. He hasn't heard me all along. I told him, I told him, in the beginning that it was too low of money and he, and he haggled and whatever. And I took in mind, you know, maybe, maybe I didn't want to have confrontation with them. Maybe there was a little of that, but there was also like, okay, you know, like I'll learn from this and he's my most challenging client. Cause he really is. He wants, he wants this, this way. And you know, everything's all about him and what serves him. And, uh, now that I've had a little time, after I recorded Sunday, I got on the fo- phone or Zoom with one of my other clients, and um, she had planned on building the service into her her coaching business. So like if she helps a client that's starting out, she's going to incorporate the VA as part of her program. Beautiful, right? She's not even looking for affiliate money, okay? let me Let me tell you that, right? This is the difference. Now, yeah, we all need to make income. Otherwise, none of our missions are relevant because we can't afford to support them. So when when we got on this call and she watched the video I produced, she said, you know, like you're speaking the truth and I believe in the service and I thought it was priced too low for the value all along. 
I'm absolutely not leaving and I'm absolutely recommending you to people because we provide a service and a value. So now here's the parts that I've kind of pinpointed as really, really pissing me off. Can you tell this is when the curse words come out? And I apologize if you're not into curse words, but this one's really, really pissing me off. So the first thing is he could have just decided to leave. He did not need to poach my employee. Yes, it wasn't illegal, but on the moral compass, really? Like that, that's part of the moral of the story that I want you to be aware of. Like we have to, we're going to have, like, I'm going to have to protect myself in a different way, a whole new level. Because now the second point, which really ticks me off is this is my coach, my fucking coach who has a hashtag. Let's grow together. Okay. Well, you just bailed on me. I'm trying to grow and help you and help your clients and you're poaching my employees. How is that growing together? How is that a coach of service? So now I feel like it's just been lies and I've been manipulated, frustrated by that. But it also is like, what coaches can I trust? Are they all driven this way? I'd like to think not. I know that the other client that I talked to on Sunday is not driven that way. She comes from a place of service. And, and trying to help and do the right thing. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that the trust was broken on such a big level. And that in the conversation on Sunday, he literally twisted it around and said, well, you know, it's, it's your fault you're not making money. <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with him backing me into a corner or aggressively wanting an affiliate fee or any of those things. It was all my fault. And, um, you know, you don't have a contract in place. I'm taking her. So that's the kind of man that I dealt with going into this experience. So I just want to kind of call that out. Now, the VA perspective, right? Her leaving. This is, this is interesting, too. Right off the rip, I wanted to hear her side of the story. But if she really wanted to go for more money, I couldn't get her out the door fast enough. And here's why. Because I'm building a team. And part of our structure is I have bought so many online classes and so much coaching information this last year. And we are setting up formalized training so that my people, so if I get one of Grant Cardone's clients, my people will know the Grant Cardone mission. If I get a Pete Vargas client, they'll know the Pete Vargas, you know, stage to scale method so that we can serve better. That's all, again, investment that Slippery Fish doesn't even understand goes into the cost of doing this. Like I literally spent 25 grand a couple weekends ago to buy a bunch of programs all with the intention of getting diversity in our learning and access to resources for the business. So... There's that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like bouncing, I know. So I wanted to hear her side of the story, but then I was like, if she doesn't want the value of the team environment and she doesn't want to learn, because here's the other thing, right? All these skills that I'm giving them through the, through the training, through the way we structure, through our quarterly meetings, through updates, through how we lead to listening to them, like all the things that we're doing 
is because they were disconnects in my day job life, right? If, if I felt valued and appreciated and heard and respected at my day job from my leadership, I would have stayed all day long. But I didn't. So when they came back, and even though they offered me more money than I'd ever made in my life, I, I turned it down because I wasn't feeling heard and listened and valued. That's, that's what motivates me, not money. So if she was that ready to just jump ship based on money, then I don't want her on my team because it's not a team then. It's an it's a independent person that only cares about herself. They actually belong together. Slippery fish and slippery fish S. I don't know. Um, I'm making up words, I guess. That's how icky it was. And I'd actually gotten a, a, a very interesting, I woke up to it this morning, an email between some colleagues talking about how clients treat the VAs. And so let's think about this. I paid this man, I paid Slippery Fish to coach me. And this is what he did, right? He poaches my employees and he bails out as using me as a service. Fine. And by the way, it was over $3 an hour, which please take note that the man makes multiple six figures because he's a good salesperson. So I'm not saying he does all bad in the world. I just am saying that the motivations of how we act are just not aligned. <sighs> it keeps reminding me too, like there was a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not going to preach to you guys about religion or any of that stuff. I'm not well versed on it. I won't claim to be. My journey has taken me to church though, the last two years to where I've opened my mind to go to like one of those non-denomination churches and uh, the pastor said I, I remember this one week he says that you know the good Christians it's not like you're not a good Christian just because you go to church on Sunday it's what happens when you leave church so like if you sit through the sermon and then you go out in the parking lot and you don't let someone like cut in front of you in line to get out or you give them the finger because you're aggressive or whatever that's not good Christian behavior now that's what I feel like this is. Like the coach is not acting like good coach behavior. He's acting like a slippery fish. I don't know if you caught that part. Anyway, so in this communication between my colleagues, the dialogue was centered around how we treat VAs and we have to treat them like they're part of our teams. And this is something that's come up, not because it's happened, but it's one of our basic principles. And as we get you know, honed in on the technical stuff, like writing down our mission statement and vision. Like we have, we have notes and stuff. What we don't want to do is go put a bunch of shit out there that we have to update and edit. We're trying to get like our contracts and all the things that we know about in place. So we're not going back and bugging the clients over and over again. There's, we're strategically deliberately making the decisions we're making. And um, one of the things that's super important to me is that the clients treat the VAs, you know, as part of a team and not take them for advantage. And and this conversation talks about um like I'm going to I'm going to actually quote it. They tell themselves their VAs are cheap and easily replaceable. If that was the case, would slippery a fish took my VA 
As a result, those VAs never become full-fledged members of the team. What do you think that means in terms of your VA caring about your mission as a coach? And it's true. It's just like my day job example. I mean, I still care. I care because I I built so many things. Like I, I went by and saw the results of some of my efforts. Uh, I, w- I was, you know, at the at the place and the stuff that, well, actually it happened to me twice. Two of the programs that I built were executed well. And it was like, yep, I did that. And and it's going to continue to pay div- dividends for the company. Now, before they hired the guy that didn't lead like teams and he led like Hitler, a polished Hitler, he was another slippery fish. <laughs> anyway, um, I care about that. Like it hurt my heart to not be seeing the, the sales results. I know that they're there, but it would have been so much fun because like when I left, I was over, I think, a million dollars over the prior year sales, which I had consistently done year over year. So it, it kind of, that's what gets me excited is seeing results. And now I'm in a world where I get to do results with people. And now Slippery Fish has made this impression about dealing with people that's just freaking hurt in my heart and my mind. And um, yeah. I, I, I will tell you, I'll be completely honest, like this is my platform. I get to talk to you. I get to talk to you as real as I want to be. I, and I don't know if this is uh, my attitude thinking or I actually have a little evil side. I can never do it. I mean, I feel like one of the most harmful things, deliberately harmful things I ever did in my life was sending um, a text to an ex that was mean. And I feel like that's probably one of the most... That's 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 the most evil thing I've ever done in my life deliberately. Like I just don't have that in me. So I don't really understand. And every time I think of all the ways I could um sabotage or be an asshole to slippery fish, I'm like, yeah, I couldn't do that anyway. It just doesn't align with my moral compass, which is part of the moral of the story. And that's what I keep telling myself is we just have different moral compasses. And I'm trying to coach myself the way I would coach you if you came to me with this situation. It's like, okay, it's a learning lesson. We got to move on. We got to protect ourselves so it doesn't happen again. And we can be clear. And honestly, the people that belong in your life, whether it's a client or on a personal level, they'll understand, right? So If they don't understand, those are the ones that are probably other slippery fishes. So avoid them. So I'm not here to, you know, if I wanted to be a jerk, and and like I said, I do want to be a jerk, but I won't be a jerk. I would blow up his name. And I mean, I'm in so many entrepreneurial communities, right? Like I could really tarnish his little empire, but that's not who I am. And, you know, the whole two rungs don't make a right. But it's just, it, w- it wouldn't settle to me. But I do think that there's value in sharing this with you to hopefully protect you in the future from the slippery fishes. That's really it. And then, you know, the recovering entrepreneur, right? So my recovery, one of the things that I've learned about myself as a coping mechanism, right? So that I don't go gamble, so that I don't go drink, so that I don't, you know, do the things that are harmful is talking through it. 
So you're giving me the gift and the opportunity not only to talk through it, but also the opportunity to hopefully save you the heartache and the headache. And that's where I'm at. And, uh, you know, if, if, if I ever get where I'm showing up in the world as a sleazy salesman, let me know, okay? Um, that's not who I want to be. It's not how I want to come across. I want to be a person who has resources to help other people. I want to make money so that I have the money to put into the nonprofit I want to build in the background, to build the recovery playgrounds that I'm dreaming about, to serve and help the people that are without homes that need a place to have a fresh start by giving them shelter and a place to work. That's what I need the money for. I can live in a fucking box. I don't, I don't care about things. I think of things as tools. You know, my car is a tool to get me places. My computer's a tool to do business. When I move into the RV, it's going to be a tool to be at home so that I can go see the sites that I'm building, so that I can work remotely, so that I'm not a headache on anybody, so that I can still be in, in you know, different places, networking and, and doing the things. That's it. That's all I need. I, I don't need anything more than that. I'm driven to make money, but it's not about me having the money, keeping the money. Like, I don't, I don't care. So, and maybe that's, maybe that's why I'll never be an aggressive salesperson. I, I don't need to be. Like, I, I just don't need to be. In my mind, at least. Like, do I need to do sales? Yeah, everything is sales. But I don't need to be shady or dirty. I don't need, in my mind, I need to clean up my debt from buying all these classes. <laughs> um, that's a big part of my debt. Otherwise, it would all be clean. Um, but my debt's all generated from trying to to do the business and you have to invest in order to grow. And we'll talk about that more as things go on, but that's really it. Clean up the debt, get in the RV and then all the money goes towards three, two, one and, and building my recovery playgrounds. Like it's just that simple and proving that I can, like in my mind, I think I need to have a nice down payment. I need to show people what I'm capable of. If I go to a bank and say, I made a million dollars this year, it speaks to my capability yeah, the money will help the credit scores and the done scores and all those crazy things. But essentially, I'm doing it to prove that I can do it to the people who I need financial support with down the road. Because a million isn't going to build the things that I want to build. Um, they're very, uh, they're very unique and interesting and complicated. Um, complicated to build, not co complicated for for the customers that the 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 place will serve. So that's, I, this is it. Like I'll update you if there's any more client, um, craze about this, but I will tell you, I got messages. Now, some people that are my clients, I know from other, like, like I'm in like an intimate situations. Like I'm co-authoring a book with four of my clients that's pretty intimate. We meet weekly. We talk about stuff from the heart. Um, and that was part of my struggling with even making this change was because I didn't want to hurt them um, or impact their business, right? So that was that was part of it. Um, but I got the most beautiful notes and messages from my clients yesterday 
of understanding and like there's one I don't even know if he's gonna leave or stay I hope he stays I when I was traveling even though I was trying not to work um you know he asked us for for help and some options and I've been trying to figure out how to serve him with that um and I haven't quite got there yet at, at, at any rate, he wrote me a, a nice note, and I just know this man from a couple phone calls. And, um, you know, those are the people I want in my world. Even if he left me, he was kind enough to acknowledge the situation, you know. So take that as, as another lesson from this, too. Like, it's okay. We don't have to please everyone. We don't need everyone in our, in our circle. Like, take good care of yourself. And take good care of the people around you. And they'll do the same for you. Not that it's about getting it back. But it's it, it just makes life a little easier to know that you're part of a team. And uh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you everyone for letting me share and download. And I seriously hope that this brought you some value. I mean, I really, really, really do. Um, if it did... I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, if you can, you know, rate, review the show. That's a big help. Uh, if you're out there and you're familiar with, with podcasting and SEO and all those kinds of things, I can't reach all the entrepreneurs that may need to hear this message or messages without letting people know I'm there. And by you rating a review, that helps people know I'm there. So thanks for your time. I will talk to you soon.